Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. All right, all right, this is your host, Julian on Enlighten Me. It's been a while, people, but I am back and I'm going to give you some good content. Uh, before we get started, if you go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, just search Enlighten Me if you want to hop on. Or any suggestions, go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. Still hitting about 122 countries, 22 platforms. Uh, still top 5% on Spotify with a five-star rating. So we cooking still, still going good. And I think y'all got blessed too. Um, before we get started, I have Anaya with me. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me here. Of course, of course, of course. And you brought the subject up. But before we get started, can you introduce yourself, please? Okay, well, my name is Anaya. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, but I was raised in Virginia, and I am a licensed mental health counselor. All right. So the four attachments, I didn't know about these until you sent me these the other <laughs> day. I think it's, so we'll start with number one, anxious and preoccupied. Adults with an anxious attachment style tend to have a negative self-view, but a positive view on, of others. This means that they may view their partner as their literal better half because someone with this attachment style deems themselves to be less worthy of love in comparison to other people. The thought of living without their partner or being alone in general causes high levels of anxiety. In other words, they deeply fear abandonment. Do you know anybody of this in this nature or anything like that? Um, I think this is the person that tends to lose themselves in relationships in the moment that they see that it's not going to go the way or they think it may not go the way they believe is positive. They just kind of tend to overindulge. So that's probably one of the worst types of attachment styles you can possibly have. But it's best to just go ahead and get some therapy and just some self-love. Do you think, uh, I think to actually strongly suggest with this attachment style, it's saying that they need desires but security within relationships and attention, care, responsiveness from their partner. Uh, do you think that can be overbearing for their partner? Overbearing, but sometimes it does uh, kind of blindside people as submissiveness. I think that's what a lot of people get confused with the anxious attachment style. So being overly indulgent and to do everything for them, I have to make sure everything's done for them that can, yes, be submissive, but also be kind of um, just kind of losing yourself and losing your individuality within a relationship. So it's nothing like them. I, don't get me wrong. Reassuring my woman is, you know, creme de la creme. I got to do it. Right. But over time, I'm like, you know, I'm doing this for you and I'm letting you know, and you're still not feeling adequate. Yeah, that can definitely take a toll on me. Yeah, but honestly, it roots from a lot of it from childhood. So I'm most likely somebody that has like an anxious or like a preoccupied attachment style. They were craving that love from the caregiver, and the caregiver simply didn't know what to do, so they just avoided it at all costs. Um, so now as they get older, they want, the, they want the love, they want the attention, they want the encouragement, the reassurance. Um, so that's just kind of how they act. And a lot of the times they'll claim that their love language are words of affirmation. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. So in a nutshell, people with this attachment style value their relationships highly, which is good but are often hypervigilant towards threats to their security as well as anxious and worried that their loved one is not as invested in their relationship as they are. Uh, number two, <laughs> avoidant and oh, slash dismissive. P 
people with avoidant dismissive attachment style tend to have positive self view and negative one of others. Consequently, they prefer to foster a high sense of independence and self-sufficiency, especially on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I get a little tired of some BS sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the so those wondering, I am secure. I'm secure on the platform. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he, he fits that really good. We've all got a little bit of each and every different attachment style just in different arenas. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we all incorporate and coincide with a lot of these. Um, positive view itself, constantly. Can you relate to this at all? Or which attachment style are you better yet? Um, for myself, I do believe I have more of a secure yet avoidant dismissive. Mm. Um, it's a fear of closeness with somebody yet and still... I'm, I'm confident and I'm comfortable in who I am. So socially, I'm ha I may have like confidence. If I can do it on my own, I will. And I really try not to depend on people, but that can kind of translate negatively when it comes to being in a relationship. So like a man wants to hear that you can do everything for yourself and I don't need you. I'm good. I got my own money. Own so I think I'm a little, a little bit of both. I'm working on myself. Do you think, uh, I think after the repetitive nature of not finding the one or a relationship or whoever it may be, we start to become more independent, self-sufficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. Especially men. Absolutely. Especially men. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say a lot of us, especially in society now, they're more independent and self-sufficient because they don't want to get hurt. They're like, I already got what I got. Can right. you keep my peace or something like that? I don't know where people be saying on Instagram these be days. Be my peace. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Someone with this avoidant attachment style tends to believe that they don't have to be in a relationship to feel complete. Right. They do not want to depend on others, have others depend on them, or seek support and approval and social bonds. So there's a lone ranger almost. Yes. Um, and this one also specifically can go back to childhood. So if you had a parent or a parent that was um, highly independent or a very in-demand kind of job, it was less emotional and more so... Um, like physically, I have to use to do this, 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 and this. So mainly the doctors, the lawyers, attorneys, and things of that nature are people who usually grow up with avoidant or dismissive attachment style because they see independence. So that's what they believe is to, they have to attain that goal, but they kind of start lacking in the emotional connection realm per se, which can help not help them in relationships. Oh, I bet. I bet. I think they probably cling to, well, this, this isn't happening or I'm feeling something. I'm not but you know, it's. That, yeah, but I, I mean, mainly it's just rooted in um, usually hurt or you, you just not having have received that love growing up because parents or caregivers weren't really in the household to kind of show you what love looks like. So you, you kind of grow up saying like, I don't I don't need all that nonsense. So yeah, it's more beta based or it's more soft, soft era based as well. What is the software? I, I've heard of it. I think I had a glimpse of it. Like it's like a piece. It's peace, I guess. I don't know. Soft girl era. Yeah. Is that like just peace? Peace, um, independence, not seeking a relationship or not seeking out love, but rather taking time to love on yourself. And, you know, just kind of be confident and comfortable in who you are, where you're at in love. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And also being more in love with your feminine side. I think that's at least how I would view the soft girl era. And what is being in touch more on your feminine side incorporated? Is that um, so I think it's if a gentleman is being a gentleman, allowing him to be a gentleman, 
I'm not necessarily saying that I don't need a man, but I more so desire a man to be in my life, but you're not absolutely a necessity in my life. But that wouldn't negate, hey, I want a man and I desire a man and I know how to treat a man, mm. but I'm not going to run myself ragged or in the professional sense, um, lose my individuality trying to secure a man. Like, I'm not going to do the most if he doesn't show or reciprocate that same energy. Because I yeah. feel like if a girl's in a soft girl era, a man needs to be in his, you know, his alpha male manly era, era too. Well, there you go, fellas. Alpha, <laughs> alpha male era. We in. We, we out here. No betas. <laughs> no betas. So would you, would you say you've had your incorporated or experienced your soft girl? Are you in it now? I'm in my girl era now but oh. i think i've always been in my soft girl era I've never really had that moment of like forget these guys i'm gonna just do what i want and i don't need no man no you know i'm good you know don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not gonna lose myself but i enjoy being soft i let that man go take the trash out i let him open my door i'm good i enjoy it <laughs> do you think chivalry is dead because that's what people are chanting these days why you hold my door because I've, I've held a on one of my pockets i said i've held a door open for somebody and they're like I'm a woman, I could do it myself. I, I almost let the door go. But. I don't think chivalry is dead, but I definitely do think that there's been a shift in dynamic um, and perspective of relationships nowadays. It's not like, it's like everybody says, it's not like how grandma and granddad and them fell in love. Now it's a little bit more different, but I think it's simply combative of what a lot of men are throwing out there nowadays about, you know, 50-50 and, oh, she needs to cook, clean, and do this for me, but how she going to do that? So you can't, and if what, you, all right, I'll say it. Okay. I'm going to lose subscribers. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. But listen, 50-50, possibly, if I was making enough money to, yeah, for my lady not to work, right. cool beans, but not in this area. I could, I should, my grocery bills like forty a week. Everybody groceries high. We all struggle. So, pity, pity, girl. You gotta do something. <laughs> you gotta do something. I think you have to earn it for sure. You definitely have to earn your keep uh, to get that type of relationship because it doesn't come up and come by on a day to day basis. But you know, don't don't fall for every man just can say I want my woman to cook, clean, have my have my clothes folded and ironed, and my bed Half made. Every these morning. women don't know how to cook. True. As I've said on podcasts previously. But half of these men also don't know how to change a tire. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Is that something you ask on a date or is these figure that out? Like, I mean, I don't like no, I mean, like, if you're <laughs> on the date and you're like, you're like, yeah, I do this and that, you're like, all right, cool. You know, you ever, no, it doesn't come out? No, I don't, no, I don't think it should come out. Just me being the person that I am, I wouldn't be like, yeah, well. Just so you know. No, right? not like that. Being your soft girl, Aaron Black. Yeah, I had a pop tire one or something. I don't know. I oh, yeah. Know. My daddy always told me if, if something is wrong with your car and you can't call none of the men that's blowing your phone up, then you don't need to have them in there. Mm, all right. Yeah. I, can, I can deal with that. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Soft girl, Aaron. Yeah, and if your girl can't send you a recipe, you don't need to have her on your phone either. As long as they know how to cook more than spaghetti, macaroni, and Alfredo. And salmon. Don't, don't skip the salmon. I cook salmon, yeah. And salmon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of girls be saying they know how to cook and just be doing salmon and Alfredo. <laughs> I broiled it. I'm like, all right. And the frozen vegetables out there. Oh, Lord, you're going to start feelings. All right, so adults <laughs> with the attachment style generally avoid intimacy or emotional closeness. So may yeah. withdraw from a relationship if they feel like the other person is becoming reliant on them. Yeah. In the manner they also tend to hide or suppress their feelings when faced with potentially emotional 
emotion dense situations such as conflicts and i can't talk Hmm. okay (laughs) very much Hmm. so keep it away from y'all need that in my life i think a lot of people do do emotional avoidance and i think that was yeah a lot of people think it's healthy and it's not but i'm no therapist or psychologist but but i see it a lot and when people ask me for advice they're like no i don't want to feel like that i'm just like try it what do you have to lose if you're trying to be with a person marry that person whatever you're trying to do absolutely but that's where the self-work comes in um and even if you find yourself dealing with an individual that has more of an avoidant or dismissive attachment style you just have to kind of one love on yourself because it can be very draining but two just show them that they're you're worth having their trust okay once you assure them in that realm, they, they, you know, they try their best. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Number three, disorganized, fearful, avoidant. Ooh. A lot of avoidance. People with the, the, with the disorganized attachment style tend to facilitate between the traits of bound. <laughs> <laughs> traits of both anxious and avoidant attachment <laughs> depending on their mood yep. and circumstances. For this reason, some with the attachment style tends to show confusing and ambiguous behaviors in their social bonds. Still stuck on that word. I have <laughs> <laughs> that one is interesting because like, like you just mentioned, it's a mix of both. Um, and this one usually roots in childhood trauma or abuse, or if they've witnessed abuse of like their primary caregiver or something like that. So their emotions are kind of all over the place. One day they rock with you, the next day they don't. One day they love you, the next day you don't. It's like the... They love me, they love me not kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're a little bit all over the place. So they're not cognitively cognitive of their own feelings, and I definitely think they should get seek help with that one. Cause yeah, that, no, that one, um, dealing with a disorganized attachment style, like I said, it's usually rooted in some form of trauma, not just necessarily childhood, but it could be through young adulthood, college, whatever that you've gone through in your life. Um, that one's more of the psychotherapy side. Because um, you're having to learn how to trust, how to understand. You're building your situational awareness um, and just kind of recalibrating and getting your mind back right. But that one's a little bit more intense. That's why it's hardcore because it's a mix of the first two attachment styles. Mm. Now, are there levels to these attachment styles? I didn't see that online. Levels? I would say so. I think there's probably one, two, three, ten. Yeah, because I think it's definitely level. I think people can hint at this and show some type of symptoms. Of course. But not truly be embedded in it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the human mind is so. I experienced it. I probably did. But I, I know it's. I experienced it too. I, could, I got stories for days. Uh, <laughs> she was bipolar and it was, you know, God bless her soul. She meant well, but she ain't telling me. So I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. But that's the effects of somebody not recognizing their attachment style and kind of throwing that onto the other individual that they're in a relationship with. Getting goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, that was probably a little bit of the disorganized attachment. Oh, she was she was organized but disorganized in her head. Yeah, see, there it is. So she cooked, Boom. cleaned, and all that nice stuff. You're like, oh, is that it, Jarvis? No, it's not it. I, I know. Yeah. But you know, she catered to me in certain ways. But this, when we talked. Boy, oh boy, I was lost. I started the conversation. For adults with disorganized attachment, the partner in the relationship themselves are often the source of both desire and fear. Yeah. On the one hand, fearful, avoidant people do want intimacy and closeness, but on the other hand, experience troubles, trusting, and depending. Yeah, no, that's too much. I can't. I'm getting frustrated thinking about that. 
Yeah, that one's definitely, it's, it's a pretty interesting attachment style. Like, there have been so many studies done on it. It just don't make no sense. I, I think that's what people do with trusting. Like, they want a relationship, but they're, like, probably traumatized by their, by their past relationship, or they're not fully healed. So, they're like, yeah, I want, this. I want to be close to you, but I just don't know how to be. Absolutely. But that is why I think we need to kind of bring more emphasis on to why therapy is essential in people's lives. Um, you can heal yourself, yes, but just having a professional that's there that isn't judging you for whatever you say, they're not going to laugh at you when you start crying. Um, and they definitely give you a lot more insight and guidance to the next step. I think that's why it's essential. So self-work, but also get you some therapy. What do you think out of those three so far that it's like possibly the most, I guess, I don't even know the word to say. The most secure attachment style. What do you think that is? The most insecure? Yeah. What probably I said secure as I'm reading the last one. You said what? It's going to be the disorganized. Disorganized. Hmm. Because you got to think it's a mix of the first two, of being dismissive or preoccupied, and then you're bouncing back and forth on a day-to-day -day basis. So you cannot possibly have any sense of security in that relationship. You don't even know if you're in a relationship. What do you think most men have? Cure? Avoidant? I can say avoidant because, you know, we don't show our emotions that much. Yeah. Um, I would say most men are probably avoidant because y'all don't care. Well, I'm not going to generalize and mm -hmm. put you right. in the mix when you say something. Right. But most men don't care to argue. You all are very logical based. So it's like if I don't know A plus B equals C, then it doesn't make any sense to me. You guys don't dig in that emotional intelligence as much as women, as much as we may want you all to. Yeah. Y'all so. be like, well, if A is after B and C is equal C. Mm -mm. Well, I can't see B, A, A, Don't B, do us like A. that. No, oh, don't bad. do us like that. We just oh, make sorry. it all make sense. What is it? Spaghetti and waffles. That's what they say. <laughs> Women's brains are like spaghetti. Men's brains are like waffles. Supposedly. Tomato, tomato. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I think so. But I think it's essential for, you know, both male and female to actually have self-work and to actually oh, yeah. recognize what attachment style they do have. If they feel as though like, yeah, I know I'm secure. And then you find yourself in a relationship and you, you avoid arguing or you avoid expressing how you feel or you avoid conflict because you don't want it to end. Yet and still you go back and forth on a day-to-day -day basis about, does he really like me? Does she really like me? They rocking with me, they not rocking with me. You probably would need some. Do you think the other party could be pushing that narrative? Absolutely. Thinking that. Absolutely. Somebody that does not know or is unaware of their attachment style can absolutely enable someone who does not know their attachment style as well the players yeah yeah woman well, y'all were but yeah so <laughs> y'all just friends in the nut house that's all <laughs> oh god <laughs> two peas in the mental pad <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think i've i think i've been there before i was, oh, I was a young lad i was a young lad back in the day i've uh, dipped my toe in the pond a time or two Mm, so yeah but see so when y'all so y'all are calculated <laughs> when y'all do it y'all are like the wind's blowing at this diameter and this i know we're this not happens on this day we look at things on a different perspective than men do most of the time. yeah we're just like oh okay that it's scientific biblical however you want to relate it that men provide and they they're more physically based while the woman is the one who maintains and upholds so mm. as they always say the man is the head the woman's the neck so you are the one that is leading on, but the woman is the one controlling the direction in which you're going. And that takes 
I guess, confidence in that man, and you have to be able to trust him. Absolutely. I got to know if I, if he's leading me down a mountain, I know he's going to fall on something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, how do you, when would you know that about after dating him a couple, would you just pick those small cues up over time, or um, no, I questions just, ever asked? I genuinely feel like men express that when they're genuinely interested, interested in you. Mm-hmm. They'll express that to you and say, okay. I don't play around about this. I'll make sure you're taken care of. Or they may not express it verbally, but they may express it in their demeanor. Um, sometimes you can just walk a man, watch a man walk into a room, and you like, oh, girl, that's him. That's him. Let me go sit my ass down somewhere. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> but I, can, I feel like it's in a man's demeanor and how he talks to you. If he reassures you, if he lets me, if he opens the door for you, if he pulls your chair out. Mm. And then if he also stops you in the middle of you having an emotional breakdown and says, I'm here for you, but you're not going to dwindle in this, that, and the third. That could bounce back because they'd be like, well, you're not listening to me. You're not letting me finish. No, but I'm, I would say it like on. this. Uh, a genuine man that genuinely loves a woman knows how to shut a situation down. If he sees that she's getting off tangent and she's going all over the place and he needs her, he knows that she just needs to be comforted in that moment, mm. he can shut that down. Very simple. You don't have to yell. You don't have to fuss, fight, or scream. You can shut it down and call it a day. And she like, oh my god, I'm gonna go make him something to eat right now. <laughs> oh damn, guys, damn. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's the same for women too. I think a man could have a bad day and not be, you know, necessarily in the mood to talk. But all it takes is for his woman to, you know, make sure he's taken care of. He like, damn, oh. rub his back. Uh, rub his back. Just listen to him. And if he needs his space, give him his space. Don't give him too much. You know. <laughs> said too much. Not too much space. Oh god. <laughs> I'm still working on my session. Hey, no, no. We all are working progress. I don't yeah. believe me. Number four, pure attachment style. And this is what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. The three attachment styles covered so far are anxious, avoid oh yeah, are, are insecure styles. So they are characterized by difficulties with cultivating and maintaining healthy relationships. In yep. contrast. Your attachment style implies that a person is comfortable expressing emotions openly. Therefore, adults' gear attachment style can depend on their partners and, and in turn, let, let their partners rely on them. Absolutely. Uh, when I took the test, I was secure. I would, I would definitely feel like I am secure. Uh, I know some people think I'm complex and, you know, in different ways uh-huh. because, because I'm very busy. But at the same time, I'm pretty secure. I, I put that based upon my faith in God. Like, he, he grounds me, he helps me, and that's my foundation. So, Absolutely. him being my forefront, I'm able to establish, you know, cure and his helpfulness and things of that nature. Absolutely. I, I love the secure attachment. Um, and especially when you're able to express your emotions openly and you're doing it with non malicious intent or non malice, per se. Uh, and just kind of being there for your partner and knowing that your partner isn't using you, your partner isn't abusing you emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Um, I think that's pretty great. Mm. I love Secure. Yeah, I, I think it, it's pretty sound. I was like, okay, yeah. Absolutely. I have to read after. Uh, relationships with with someone with a secure attachment style are based on honesty, tolerance. This versus it's the upstanding citizen at this point. Right. And emotional closeness all through, although somebody's calling me, someone with disattachment style and that that thrives in their relationships they Absolutely. also don't fear being on their own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's about it. i can consider myself secure i feel like when i'm in a relationship will thrive will be good i know how to express myself 
without hurting anybody's feelings. I know how to actively listen. The, you said when you're in a relationship, what about before a relationship? Uh, well, I mean, outside of the degrees and everything else, definitely took that time to do some self-work. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel confident stepping into a relationship if I know that I still need time to heal. Um, and healing is not linear. It's definitely a roller coaster. But I'm not going to, at least for myself, I'm not going to step into something if I'm not 100% confident that I know that this is going to be a good investment for me. Mm. So, and that other individual, because I am a good investment. Fellas, you heard that. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll freestyle the rest. I won't read anymore. Okay. What you said, avoidance probably. Was it avoidant? I think so. Yeah, Is that avoidant was the, the number one. Number one. Okay. I think there's some more attachment styles, isn't there? These are just the four prominent ones. Those are the four prominent ones. You can, I mean, you can break down into manipulative. Oh. Oh, yeah. It gets crazy. I, to, I ain't gonna lie, I used to be like that. <laughs> My sister would tell you. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think everybody's taking their turn with being a little bit. Yeah, different. nobody's perfect, you know? Oh. Yeah, without damn surgeon. See. Okay. So you know that one. How many other ones are there? Oh. The rarest attachment style. What the hell? Yeah, it's gonna always show you the main four. Fearful avoidant is a rare one. Well, fearful avoidant is the um, disorganized. That makes sense. Yeah. There is a literally like an umbrella of the name, and then it has like its subcategories. Mm. Just kind of how we were breaking into earlier about how somebody could have a certain attachment style. You could be fearful avoidant yet also dis or dismissive and you can kind of go back and forth between the two which is very very toxic but nah yeah that's a lot that's heavy it is a lot but you know what that also depends on communication styles as well oh yeah mm -hmm. i think you said something earlier about that yeah it always depends on how you communicate to that other individual because pretty much communication all within itself can trigger that individual's individual's attachment style so they can go from being secure to you belittling them and you know using their trauma against them to now they've become dismissive or they've become fearful avoidant of just you in, in general which i feel like does happen a lot now well that's what you just said uh was it a 15 percent decrease in secure attachment along with a 56 percent Spike and dismissive attachment, and nearly eighteen percent. Damn, the whole world's going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nearly eighteen percent increase in the fearful style. Yeah. Why do you think people are starting to abandon, like, the the groundwork to actually establish something healthy? You think it's because of what social media, the influence from social media? Do you think it's, I guess, electronics, things of that nature, as technology and clients are getting more, more further away. I mean, I think people are dissecting love too much. I think that's probably the biggest thing that is affecting people in relationships. Um, us as women, we have, and I'm gonna be honest when I say this, we have this unethical, unrealistic standard in this checklist of, oh, he needs to do this, he needs to do that, he needs to make $375,000 a year, he needs to have a very hardworking job, but he also makes millions and billions of dollars that could take me out twice a week, take me shopping once a week. I need to have all the latest and the greatest. He needs to be a man of God, but then he also needs to be able to have, you know, 
you know, make real good love to me and stuff like that. So I think we just have unrealistic standards. And even for males, y'all yeah, want pretty waist or pretty face, teeny waist, big boobies, big booty, perfect skin. Um, she needs to be educated. She also needs to be able to not have such a alpha-based job. So she needs to be like an administrative assistant. Damn. That she needs to be soft so she can only wear neutral colors because it shows her feminine what side. Kind of? This is some husbands are she with can't dance to Glorilla, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls. She needs to listen to God I guess, music. I, I can see like not listening to ratchet music, but you know, I turn some trap on every blue. But you listen to it, neutral colors? Yeah. I don't, I've never heard that before. I'm not going to break any HIPAA violations, but I've had clients that prefer their to stay in neutral colors because both colors show um, dominance in alpha type or alpha style in a relationship and he didn't agree with it mm. Mm -hmm. i stand yeah yeah I don't, I don't that's too much yeah but that's just the false image of what femininity and masculinity looks like well, that's that i blame instagram crazy for sure because everybody's all the celebrities are like this is how my relationship is yeah they divorce like a year later like megan good woman, woman of god oh my gosh i was so distraught and then she out here posting craziness right after that <laughs> distraught i really was rooting for them yeah they started off right yeah did. i mean it, it yeah it was loving his best life with megan good who oh. wouldn't want to take megan good church too oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean i don't i don't swing that way but i mean she's beautiful and i give her i give her her credit and her love and now that i guess she's doing her thing but I can see that like people felt, and which is good because people are like, okay, I want a man of God. Right. I want to have that, which is a good influence. Right. And same with, was it in Black China? I guess she turned over a new leaf or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Proverbs 31 get a little hard for me sometimes. <clears throat> but yeah. that's, if we're going spiritually based, that is what being genuinely a, a good woman, a wife in a relationship with a man of God. We had some technical difficulties. I think the last question I asked was, could you, made a, could you date a man that didn't go to church? No. Um, I don't think God put me on this earth and obligated me to uh, trying to change a man because I, I can't change anything. The only thing that somebody's supposed to see me, at least spiritually, the only thing that you're supposed to see is God and not me. I genuinely feel like if I were to try to change him, then he would give me the credit for, oh, she's the one that made me a Christian when you should be seeing God. I'm not gonna force the experience on anybody. Yeah. yeah. Would definitely. you would you date a woman that isn't in church? I've I've dated I've dated women who weren't and I was like, you know, supposed to spread the word as much as possible. Right. She tried to apply it. Uh, I'd send her, you know, sermons, Bible verses, um right. stuff like that. And I'd ask her to go with me. But she didn't really respond back to what I was trying to do or facilitate yeah. conversation over that. And okay, that was like, all right. I was open and receptive and I was patient, but it, it didn't work out. So I had to end it. Because right, I think God is, again, like I said earlier, He's my foundation. So absolutely. As He should be. She can go back to the streets. But thank you all for <laughs> tuning in. Do you have anything to say before? No, we... thank you for inviting me on and us talking about some mental health. I love it. Y'all go get some therapy. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I appreciate y'all joining. Uh, again, go ahead and search Enlighten Me. Please rate it. Uh, and that's all I got. We'll be back with more episodes. God bless. Y'all take care now. Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about. With your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public.
is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. It's been a while, but we're back, baby. Um, before we get started, if you can just please rate this podcast. Take a second. Rate it. It helps me tremendously. I think I have about 40 ratings on uh, Apple and Spotify. Let's keep it going. If you'd like to join the podcast, you can go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. I think I'm hitting 128 countries. Was 122. Still meeting 22 platforms on Linktree and a couple other plat- a couple other platforms. And uh, before we get started, I have my good friend, Tammy Fisher. Uh, could you briefly introduce yourself, please? Sure. Hi, I'm Tammy Fisher. I am a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Texas and in Colorado. And my specialty is working with relationships and sexuality. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So I know we talked briefly and I did do some research on, was it dead bedroom syndrome? Which refers yes. to frequency and activity. Right, right. Yes, so, so that, go ahead. That? How frequent is that? Well, I don't necessarily know how frequent it is, but with the couples that come into my office, this is often something that is brought up where a couple may feel like they're just not satisfied with their sex life. So one partner typically is saying that they're living in a sexless marriage, um, meaning anything from absolutely zero sex to something that they're just not happy with. Maybe it's once a month, once a quarter, once every six months, something like that. And they consider that sexless. And the other partner says, that's not sexless at all. That's, that's all I have to give. I just don't have a very high desire. So that's kind of what it's referring to is kind of no sex to very little sex that's happening. What does that happen between like, I guess, work, health issues, stress, children, communication problems? Body body changes. I know that's a huge. Yes, all of the above, right? All of the above. It certainly happens. That first phase of it could happen when a couple settles in, they've gotten married. Um, The monotony of everyday life or stressors of everyday life happen. It really peaks when they start having children. Children tend to take a lot of energy and a lot of the physical, emotional focus of a couple, especially probably moms. So um, what I often see is more frequently is uh, the woman tends to have a lower libido or lower desire for numerous years when there's little kids around. So, and that, that actually can, you know, go on into teenage years as well, because every developmental age of a kiddo has, it, it requires a different kind of level of energy. So you see a, a big portion of it happening at that time. So, and then it happens throughout other things. It could be exactly like you said, medical, uh, maybe as, as they're getting older, their bodies are kind of betraying them in some ways. For men, it could be prostate issues or erection dysfunction issues. It could be menopause for women. There's lots of things that could be happening as well that could cause it. 